Um, hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the second episode of WOC. Today, I'm here with Zaleo Barker. She is currently a VCU college student. She is 21 years old, and she'll be taking um, us through a younger aspect to being a woman of color. Um, not pregnant, doesn't have any kids, but um, just what she anticipates as being a younger woman of color. So, hello, Zaleo. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. So we're just going to dive into this interview. Um, so yeah. So the first question is, have you experienced medical racism? Have you felt um, that um, medical workers or doctors or nurses have um, treated you differently based off the your race or your skin color? I have not, but I've seen it with my sister mm-hmm. when... Um, she jumped off the counter and stabbed herself in the ear with a pencil. Oh. Yeah, and the lead was stuck in her ear, like the top of her ear, like the whole piece of lead was stuck in there. Mm-hmm. And we went to like three different doctors and my mom kept saying like, um, you know, something stuck in her ear and they're all like, oh no, we don't see anything, it's nothing. And they were all white, but the last, the last doctor was white too, but he even said like, I don't see anything. And my mom was like, um, just check can you please because I think there's something there and he pulled out like the whole lead wow yeah so so I did the other nurses just like kind of just not listen to you like did they even in- inspect I, they did did they just... I'm not sure what they did I remember them looking at her ear and they were just like no nothing's there mm-hmm. like I don't know, even though I could clearly see it and my mom could see it too. Mm-hmm. And Hara, like, she had that in her ear like three days before we we went, so like, her ear could have been like even more infected or led to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next question would be um, what do you think contributes to the now high increase in maternal mortality rates and women of color? because of medical discrimination and racism like mm-hmm. they don't take into consideration especially black women we're more likely to die because seriously they're not listening to our concerns and then when they do it's too late yeah and they just don't give the same treatment to us as everyone else mm-hmm. like have you heard of the stories where it's like mainly like people of color not not specifically you know women of color when they have the donor um symbol on their license cards like some hospitals so i've heard um kind of target those people of color because you know things happen and yeah i actually haven't heard that but i'm not really surprised yeah um, it's like they specifically just don't properly care for the patients because they're a donor and you know there's so many people on kidney donor list and heart transplants and stuff like that so I've heard of stories about it but I'm not necessarily saying that it's true mm-hmm. um, but we do not, but... go through medical racism sometimes so yeah Yeah. Um, so this is more pertaining to you um, as a young woman of color 
do you have concerns for when you become pregnant? Definitely. Yeah. And, yeah. In my birth plan or whatever, whatever I do in the future, I need to at least have, it doesn't have to be a black person. I would prefer a black person, but um, mm-hmm. at least one person of color in the room. Because that will make, like, that they will be more likely to hear my concerns. Like, if I say something's wrong, then they're more likely to listen to me. To understand you, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people are doing now. Because um, people, especially with the stereotypes on Black women and on articles that I've read, that actually white medical trainees, over half of them, I think it's 56% or 46% around there, that... Um, medical trainees think that black people feel a different pain because our our skin is quote unquote thicker than white people's skin um and we all know the like stereotypes that strong independent black women and although those words are very much encouraging it's like we don't want anyone to help us but in times of need it's really important so um it's really understandable that black women especially need someone in the room um it's a lot harder now with covid though so yeah um so the next question is do you know of any pre-existing conditions that may run in your family i ask this because um with a lot of women of color it's the fact that during their pregnancy process they don't know that they have um, pre-existing conditions. For example, my mom didn't even know that she was um, a trait holder for sickle cell. And when I came out, they didn't even know that I had sickle cell until later. So it's important for people to know if there's any underlining pre-existing conditions that run in their family. So do you know of any? I don't know of any. I should probably like maybe do some tests to figure it out because I would want to know like if my child could potentially have something. Mm-hmm. And when I get married, I would want my partner to get tested as well so we could both be sure if we are carriers or anything. So yeah. we can see how it would affect our children. Yeah. And then um, as a 21-year-old woman of color, um, if you could or if you so happen to become pregnant at this age... Do you think that medical workers will take you seriously since you're a lot younger? I think it depends on who my medical workers are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it just depends on the situation and who I'm surrounded by. Yeah. Do you think that like, if you can't find anyone here specifically that really like treats your needs, um, like, if you so happen to have your child in Virginia and you don't really find anyone in Virginia that really um, appeals to your standards when it comes to, you know, your pregnancy process, would you leave the state for that kind of treatment or would you stay here? I would definitely leave because it's not only a matter of am I going to be okay, but it's also a matter of if my child is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So I would want us to both get the best care. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't settle for less when it comes to me or my my child. Definitely. 
Um, we are coming down to our last two questions. So this one is, if you had to pick between birth at home and the hospital or a C-section, which would you choose? You know, I was recently thinking about this. And well, first of all, I don't think we can choose to have a C-section. I'm not sure. Maybe there's like certain circumstances, but I don't think we could be like, oh, hey, I want a C-section. Mm-hmm. I think you have to have like special circumstances for it. But I was thinking like maybe like a water birth, I was thinking. Yeah. Because it says that, first of all, first of all, I, okay, I really don't want to be laying down because that's not even the correct way. Position, yeah. So I'd rather like be squatting or sitting and I could do that in water. And warm water is supposed to help like with contractions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's way less money than um, hospitalization. Hospital. Yeah, they charge like crazy fees. Yep, they charge you forty dollars just to hold your child. For skin on skin, exactly. Yep, it's ridiculous. So I'm thinking about in the future, maybe doing at at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, cause I've been thinking about it too, especially with um sickle cell. I really want to be able to be in the comfort of my house to birth my child mm-hmm. if I so happen to have a child. But um, it's also the risk of, again, pre-existing conditions with run in women of color, especially black women with diabetes, high blood pressure, um, uh, heart problems. So when you have those pre-existing conditions, it's kind of risky to give birth at home which means that most of us have to go to the hospital but if we're going to the hospital and we're not seeking or or um being provided the care the proper care that we need in the hospital i guess that also increases the chances of you know losing your life or your child's life too because it's not only just the children that are dying it's also the women that are dying as well yeah true um so the last question is, when it comes time for you to have a child, do you think that you'll do things differently, like um, hiring a midwife? I think, yeah, I might. I may. It depends, like, where I am in the future and how I'm feeling. Because, you know, I'm saying all these things now, but it could change. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think a midwife would be good. Yeah, because I had my um, my first WOC episode was with a midwife, and she had actually gone through, because she has three children of her own, and um, she did a C-section, a hospitalized birth, and a home birth. Um, I'm not sure if she exactly had a midwife, but she had her at-home birth, and she said that it was one of the best ways to give birth, in her opinion. Um, so I think a midwife would be, and not, they don't only do like at home births, they do hospitalized births as well. But, mm-hmm. um, especially having a midwife of your, um, race or ethnicity would probably be a lot more helpful in terms of, you know, communication, especially during, um, confusing and complicated times. Yeah. And I feel like they would actually like listen to you more and, they're not just there for like one time thing you're having through your process mm-hmm. so they know like how you're feeling and everything and it's just good to like talk to somebody talk to somebody aside from like doctors and stuff 
yeah like in that setting that yeah help you because it's very pressuring too yeah um so that was the last question um i would like to thank you for opening up your very busy schedule to coming to this interview of course of course and i like to say this is my last episode of WOC so this is my last episode for my senior project so I hope those who have listened and tuned in enjoyed um and yeah so thank you of course all right bye bye